This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast on Rotographs Audio. It is Monday, April 20th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? Doing doing well. How'd your weekend go? Uh, not bad. I, are we talking like purely baseball or are we talking personal? Either or. Either or. Uh, personally, it was a good weekend. Busy, but good. Uh, baseball-wise, Saturday was awesome. Sunday was, eh. For your fantasy teams or for your yeah. beloved White Sox? Oh, my White Sox were... I'm, I'm one of the White Sox fans waving the Fire Robin Ventura banner already. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. They got a Rodon coming up, though, yeah? They're answering the, the north side. They bring up Chris Bryant, and then you get Rodon. And they're putting him in the bullpen, which makes... I mean, he's such a good pitcher, he's going to turn the team around out of the bullpen, right? That's how that works? Uh, He's got to be worth, like, seven wins out of the bullpen? That's how good his slider is. Shut up. I'm, I'm like, legitimately angry at Robin Ventura for not challenging on Friday. I thought that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, I'm not familiar with this. Did I miss this play? Yeah, there was... it uh, it It was the ninth inning of the game. There were... Was a tag at second base. He was runner. Runner was clearly out, and the White Sox. You know, he was called. Runner was clearly out, and the runner was called safe. The White Sox simply sat on their hands. And Didn't even take a look at it. No, that's, that's and frustrating. The, and the White Sox simply just sat on their hands. It was pretty embarrassing. Um, when when asked about it, Robin was simply, oh, "Yeah, we, we didn't get a good angle. Uh, we didn't see it. No, it's nobody saw." What it. are you saving your challenge for? It's the ninth. Even if even if you don't see it, it's the ninth inning. You've literally nothing to lose. That's bad. That's bad. So and, uh, and, and like that, all you have to do is you know you yell out to yell out to shortstop and ask Alexei if he actually touched him. Right. Right. <sighs> Already unhappy. There was so much uh, hype going into the season, and White Sox fans are are done already, huh? Okay. My, my thing is that. You know, we we I I, honestly, I I wasn't sure if Robin Ventura was a good manager or not, and and we're in year three of this little experiment. Uh-huh. At, at this point, I think I know. I yeah. Mean, if if it if it's three years and you you don't know if a guy's a good manager or not, he's probably a bad manager. It's probably not good. Probably no. not good. Can't be that bad, but not good. He's um, already it, by my account, he's already helped the White Sox lose two games, and it's only April. It's only April nineteenth. It's not a good pace. It's not a good pace. No. Well, I'm glad you're still your passionate White Sox fan that you already are, even in April. Um, <laughs> all right, it's Monday. We're going to look ahead a bit, try and look at some DFS options for the 20th coming up. Um, it's not a full slate. It looks like nine games, so enough. I personally saw a good number of uh, left-handers, which is some of my favorite guys to target out there. Oh, yeah. Um, righties that can hit lefties, specifically. I, I, I think I, I know one of the lefties you're targeting, and I know one of the righties I'm targeting. There's some good stacks. There's some good stacks. Um, <laughs> I feel a lot of times the best way to go about this is just uh, via position. Um, and I like to start a catcher, because that's the way I write them out. Um, okay. What catcher stuck out for you on Monday? Honestly, if if, if, if he qualifies in the format you play in, and he, he does qualify in the format I'm playing in, I, I really like Carlos Santana against John Diggs. I know you do. Didn't we just have this conversation? I think we Am I did. having deja vu? Again, and it's I, still a good discussion. Danks is so bad, and Santana is so good. And the matchup's right. And he qualifies a catcher. 
Yeah. If he's a catcher, it's good. If he's a first baseman, he's still good. You know. Yeah. I still I, I would rather use him if you're gonna use him, use him as catcher, you know. Yeah, if you can. But yeah, Santana at Danks. Uh I agree. There's not much to to cover there. I mean Santana's on the road, but Chicago's not a bad place to hit, for sure. No. So um that's not a bad stack, stacking against your <laughs> Beloved White Sox that you're so optimistic about. Yeah. The other one I really liked, uh, Derek Norris goes to Colorado, and he gets Jorge De La Rosa. Uh, Derek Norris not only likes to hit lefties, which is what De La Rosa is. De La Rosa is, you know, not... He's, he has his moments where he's pretty decent, but not lately, and he's not intimidating. And, you know, the magic factor is that they're at Coors Field. Yes. You know, you can't ask for a better road place to hit. So I like Derek Norris in Colorado a lot. I think that could be a big game for him. I like a lot of other Padres that we'll get to, but okay. he'll be a he'll be a good one. How about first base for you? First base for me again. I'm I'm interested in that that, that Colorado San Diego game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of like Justin Murdo against Rigrasama Rigraspania. Okay, that's a new one. I'm not sure it is a new one. We came up with a lot of nicknames for him last year. Oh, we came up with that last year. We were trying to decide if it was, uh, if it was Regressamer or Regressponia, and we decided to go with both. Okay, that's right. That's right. We had a lot of nicknames for him. That's a good one. Uh, and Coors Field's a good place for him to get into trouble, for sure. Yeah. So especially against the you know the good Dr. Dr. Morneau. Dr. Morneau. Well, I mean, there's no reason not to... He's kind of reinvented himself in Coors Field, you know, so I like that. Um, I wrote Carlos Santana if he's a first baseman. I also really like, in Colorado, we're stacking against your boy, Odrasama, but in Boston, stacking against Wei-In Chen. I think, I agree with you that Wei-In Chen is totally competent in the right matchup. I don't think going to Fenway Park is the right matchup. Uh, yeah. The Red Sox are full of good right-handed hitters, and I'll get to a bunch of them too, but uh, Mike Napoli is... I'm, I... I it's a tricky word. I'm scared to say underrated, but I think that he can be he can be real good. And uh, oh yeah, this is this game. I forgot uh, we should be covering this right off the bat. 8 a.m. Pacific time. The, oh yeah, uh, it's it Patriots Day. Day. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the schedule. That should, we should be talking about that right off the top. So we'll get this episode posted up nice and early for you. Maybe even tonight. Um, we're recording on Sunday night uh, for Monday. Anyway, I, I kind of like to stay away from those early games and I'll t- uh, the super early games, and I'll tell you why. Okay, you know, body clocks matter, and sure. I think you know ha- having you know guys aren't going to be up to you know up to play you know two hours earlier than you sure. know, used to, including and, uh, especially a guy like Napoli. You hear about how he found out that he hadn't been sleeping right all these years, yeah, and got treated for that. Uh, if you buy into all that and him maybe not getting as good night's sleep. Uh, maybe it's not a great pick. I'm not as worried about it as you are, but uh, I, I could, I, I get the logic behind it for sure. They're always goofy and weird. I just, I don't like to bet on goofy and weird. If I can yeah, I just, that's that's a situation where I think going with your also, gut is fine. And, and also, you know, ball players today aren't allowed to do certain things that ball players of yesteryear could do in this case. Uh-huh. Yeah. I still like Mike Napoli. I think he'll be kind of cheap. Um, I like Mike Napoli. So I was saying, I'm scared to say underrated, because I don't think he has great skills, but I think he has great opportunities. In other words, kind of Ryan Howard syndrome. I think Mike Napoli can rack up RBIs, because he, you know, 
can has some pop and has a great place in a in a lineup. You know, I think in real life he's not great, but I think he's a pretty decent fantasy player. Um, so I like him as a cheap RBI option uh, in that no, stack. Has, has a ball player ever gone from underrated to overrated, back to underrated as, as frequently as Mike Napoli seems to? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. You're putting me on the spot, and I don't have an uh, answer right off the top of my head, but he's, his values fluctuate a lot, and you yeah. see him just, I don't know, he's almost a waiver wire guy, and I'm like, really? Like He can hit 20 homers and drive in 90, like, no problem. You know? Uh, so... Anyway, I like him against Wei and Chen. If you be- are not worried about him waking up early, which I'm not. I, no, I'd, I'd rather take Justin Morneau late against Odrishama than. I'm super okay with that too. I think, uh, you know, it, if there was one right answer, this would be boring. You know, so. Okay. Um, how about second base? Who do you like at second base? <sighs> second, you know, the, the, you know, middle infield is such a wasteland when it comes to DFS. It, really it can is. be for sure. I'm, I always feel like I'm looking at like the same like crappy five short stops and then the same crappy four second baseman. Yeah. I don't, in this in this case, I would see you, you're probably not interested in, in Altuve against Steve Akuma. I think mm, not for the price you have to pay. No, I mean he no, could be uh, fine, but he could yeah. be. But that's not a matchup I'm willing to pay. Yeah. I I, I really want to you know you know be willing to take Jason Kipnis. I don't want Jason Kipnis. No, not doing it for you. No. I, I guess I'd be really tempted to go with Jed Jorko versus Jorge De La Rosa. Really? It's not going to cost much. He's not going to cost much. I, that, that kind of tempts me. I, I mean, it's a guy with some pop at course, you know, against a pitcher that's not overwhelming. You know, you're, it's kind of a stab in the dark, but it could do just fine. It wouldn't shock anybody if you went yard at course, you know. No. Um... Yeah, at second base, uh, again, I still like this Red Sox stack, even if you don't. Um, you get Dustin Pedroia, who likes to hit lefties. Mookie Betts, if he qualifies for you. Uh, right-handed bat at the top of the lineup. Um, outfield or second base, I like Mookie Betts. And then, I think my favorite option, though, on um, Monday at second base, you got to pay for him a little bit, but Ian Kinsler gets CC Sabathia. And Kinsler gets to hit at home, and he has a career 881 OPS against lefties. And Sabathia is just playing not a pitcher to be scared of anymore. You know, See, now I, it's just. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not so certain about that. He's not scary. You're, he's he's striking out more than the batter per inning. You're starting to believe in CC again. I, I believe in the numbers more than I believe in CC. Okay. Okay, and I just I. I I see, you know, if if he's capable of striking out over a batter per inning, wouldn't that wouldn't that be a guy you'd be interested in? I mean, as a pitcher, yeah. Uh, I mean, Tim Lincecum still strikes out a batter an inning. I guess, yeah, I guess he's kind of in, in that same kind of Lincecum category at this point in his career, where he's got the ridiculously high ERA and the ridiculously high strikeout rate. It just yeah, you, well, you I those two things would cancel each other out, and they don't seem to. No. No, it's perplexing. Um, I'm not scared of picking a guy against him. I feel like he's in a good situation. And CC going to Detroit, there's no reason they can't put up a bunch of runs on him. He might, he he might do fine, but I don't believe. I like Ian Kinsler. Um, I get why you might not pick against Sabathia, but I would certainly consider it. Um, that's my right, favorite second base option. One more stat for you on, on Jed Jork, if you don't mind. Sure. No, I think he's a good cheap option, and so, I think he's one for, worth exploring. For his career, he's got a 763 OPS against lefties. Yeah, not bad. Okay, not great. Uh, happens to be a lefty. Yeah, 
That's it's all right, especially for a guy who's. Uh, In Coors, I, I kind of I'm kind of getting excited over Jed Jorgard. I'm kind of embarrassed to say it. Excited might be a stretch. I think he's a good cheap option. Okay, he's a, he's a good throw a dart at a cheap option could hit a home run for you. You know, if you don't feel like paying for Pedroia or Kinsler or Altuve or whatever, I'm totally fine with it. Um, I don't know how to get excited, but I'd be fine with it. Um, how about third base? I have two guys, and I'm not pumped about either of them. Third base, I'm paying full. I'm full, paying full price for Arenado, and that's okay. You know, you, 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 I, I, that might as well be like you know in, in my in my DFS sheet already. Yeah, he's got a he's got a gets to play at home in the heart of that awesome lineup, and Odor Sommer is not intimidating, perplexing, but not intimidating. I'm fine you, with that. Um, the Odor Sommer is an ERA over five in his career in the road. Yeah, he likes Petco a lot. ERA under two at Petco. He likes Petco a lot, and I don't imagine he's going to love pitching in cores. I That's a fine stack. Colorado at home is almost never a bad stack, you know. Especially against a guy who's bad on the road. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you don't know what to do with an option, like, I'll be honest, I don't know what to do at shortstop. I can't figure out a shortstop that I really like. That's kind of been the hardest position for me this year. Yeah, if you want to go with Tulo, I would say, sure, <laughs> go for it. You know, there's no reason not to. You would have to pay for it, but he could do just fine. He's dependable, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, there's not many shortstops out there that really get me going. Um, I might tr- come back to that. But um, at third base, Kyle Seeger gets Asher Wojciechowski. Wojciechowski. Asher W. Well, Dylan, I don't know if you know this, but Wojciechowski went to the Citadel, but he's going to need an army to defeat the Mariners on Monday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Did you write that yourself? I helped. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, he's he had a bad start, and then he had a okay four-inning start. He's not someone to be scared of yet, and I like Kyle Seeger fine. Um, other one, Will Middlebrooks goes to uh, Colorado, and he has some pop. He also strikes out a fair amount, but he likes to hit lefties. He's not been great in his career, but he's been better against lefties for sure. He's been know. actually really good this year. This year, I just meant in his career. This month. Yeah, uh, I was gonna ask you this later, but now's as good a time as any. When do we get to a point where we can start looking at 2015 stats? Like, when can I start saying, "Oh, you know, the Astros strike out more than anybody else," which you know we already know, or I, things like, "Oh, the Twins score the least number of runs," like. When can I start, like, using 2015 stats? When can I start saying, you know, what the Indians hit against lefties? Because I haven't really started looking yet, but I think now's the time to at least start peeking at it. I I still think it's too early. I I would like at least a month's worth of data before I... Yeah. If we're talking for a team, team, I would like at least a month's worth of data before. Because that's really helpful with a lot of this, is knowing, you know, where their strengths are and, and whatnot. And I just... April's tough. You don't have anything to go on. You oh, know? it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have Seager and I have Middlebrooks, and Middlebrooks looks good so far. And at cores, it's not bad, and against the lefty, it's not bad. But that'll be another cheap option with Jerko. All right, let's talk about outfielders, and this will tie right into that. The Padres infield has a few cheap options, like Jerko and Middlebrooks, who might have some pop. Um, yeah. I like all of the Padres outfield. So uh, what? They're uh, all right-handed power. They're in Colorado. They get to hit a lefty. Like, take all those guys, you know. Yes. However they fit budget-wise. But Will Myers, Justin Upton. we got to make sure Justin Upton's back in the lineup. He's been day-to-day. Yeah, but yeah. if he gets back in the lineup and Matt Kemp, like, 
there's nothing wrong with picking all three of them, you know. I, I have no issue with any of that. I, I would that was that was one of the top stacks to mention is, is yep. San Diego outfield. Again, I still have some Red Sox guys, Mookie Betts. Uh, I like as a righty, Hanley Ramirez. Um, the other one, almost as good as the Padres for me, the entire Detroit Tigers outfield. Uh, J.D. Martinez and Yuenis Cespedes get Sabathia. Again, this is how much you believe Sabathia or not. Um, they're in Detroit. And then this is a guy that I'm starting to fall in love with, one of these uh, lefty mashers. Rajai Davis, I mentioned him before, he gets Sabathia. Against the lefty, they like to put him up at the top. And the dude doesn't have much power, but in his career, he has an 808 OPS against lefties. And... It's a long career, and those career numbers can be misguiding. In 2014, it was 939 against lefties. The dude can hit lefties in his career and can still do it. Uh, he shows pop. Last time I picked him, he took Liriano deep. Um, showing pop against lefties for whatever reason, and if he doesn't contribute with pop, he can steal a bajillion bases, and he's leading off. So I love Rashad Davis. His problem is that he doesn't play every day. But against the lefty, against Sabathia who doesn't scare me, and he's, he's cheap. He doesn't cost very much. Um, Rajai Davis he's got, is going to be on... on. On Monday, that's a great pick. Actually, he, I, I'm, he, I'm with you 100%. When he's in the lineup, if it's against a lefty I'm not scared of, he's... Yeah. Last I looked on, like, Fandle, it's like 2500 or something, or 2800 I don't have it up now, but it, cheap, for sure. I love filling in those lefty masher guys, so... I don't know. I it's it's rare that I'm like you need to put this guy in your lineup. Usually I'm just offering suggestions, but I kind of leverage High Davis right now. So, and then yeah, and then JD Martinez and US UNS Espedes are also totally fine. You know, if you're looking for some power. How about some other outfielders from you? Does your list go past the Padres? Um, not very far. I yeah yeah the Padres were, were way up on my list. I was going to mention Rajai Davis against the lefty just because he destroys mm-hmm. lefties for some reason. Yep. Uh, other guys I was thinking about, uh, is Lorenzo Cain do anything for you against Kyle Gibson? Um, I wrote, I did not write him down specifically, but I wrote any of the Royals, any of the Twins, and any of the Rockies, who all have matchups that I don't specifically love in terms of specific matchups, you know, like mm-hmm. Kansas City and Minnesota, Kyle Gibson versus Volquez. Both those pitchers are bad, but they're both right-handed. I don't know. Like, if you if you want to fill in the gaps, I said any Royals, any Twins, any Rockies. So, like, with shortstop, if I don't know what to do, oh, just go get Tulo or even Minnesota, get Danny Santana, you know. Or if you want Alcides Escobar. Like, they're all just pitchers you can stream against, but I don't see any slam dunks, you know. No big matchups to take advantage of. So, Lorenzo Cain's fine, if you like Lorenzo Cain. He's a guy that can contribute with pop or speed, which is helpful. Do, but, do we, do we, I think we, we kind of have to mention Nelson Cruz against Asher Wojciechowski. Yeah, Nelson Cruz likes to hit lefties a little more than righties, but sure. just, he certainly can hit righties, you know. Uh, and he's on fire, that's for sure. Your boy, Jerry Sands, loves to hit lefties. That's right. He my, gets my, my your boy, friend, John Danks, and I don't know. It, you got to check if he's in the lineup. That's the thing. you got to keep an eye on a guy like this. For that's, the Indians to hit a lefty. That's a I would totally make, yeah. Jerry Sands gets uh, Danks. Jerry Sands has been pretty bad in the major leagues. He still has an 887 career OPS versus lefties. Kind of a small sample size, but he can do it, and he's done it. So if he's in the lineup, he's going to be cheap. 
And then same with like Ryan Rayburn, you know, if you did go too low, if you did go Nelson Cruz, if you did go, you know, really expensive players and you need to fill in some holes, Jerry Sands, Ryan Rayburn, um, just some lefty guys if they're in the lineup. I mean, the Indians could put the hurt on John Dinks for sure. A lot of people yes. could get involved. Cool. Will. Probably All right. Will. Um, let's look at our uh, contest. We got uh, a bunch of games to catch up on. Uh, I had... Uh, on, on, the, on the total stats, do we have the spreadsheet? Yes, I have the spreadsheet updated for you. Okay. Um, we both have made 14 starts. Uh, okay. you have a f- How many wins do we each have? I have five wins and you have six. Uh, <laughs> you've pretty well edged me across the board. Really? Um, yeah, you have a few more innings than me. Your ERA, I'm at 3.45 and you're at 3.16. So you have a, a, a bit of a lead there. I'm at a 1.12 whip, you're at 1.08. And then you have four more strikeouts than me, so you're edging me across the board. It's it's early, but you you've had some good starts. I had Jimmy Nelson, who was okay, you have five innings, three runs, no win. You had Adam Warren, who didn't do much. No. He uh, four innings, four runs. You know, not much help there in Tampa Bay. No. On Saturday, we looked much better. Uh, Carlos Martinez went six innings, one run, and got a win. Um, and then, and then your boy, you were excited about him, and for I, good reason. I was just, just watching this I, I, on, on TV, I was just like giddy. Yeah, Danny Salazar, ten strikeouts in his debut, ten strikeouts in six innings. It's I can't believe if you're watching the game, there's, you, you wouldn't believe he, he would have gone six. Yeah, he. That's his thing, high pitch counts, but he gets the strikeouts out of it, which is frustrating. That he doesn't go deeper into games, but at the same time, that. If you're in a league that does innings caps, you're getting a lot of K per nine out of them, and that's helpful. If you want to try and look at the silver lining on the bright side of his high pitch counts, but he gets those strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was good. This will be a guy to keep an eye on going forward. And then we went with uh, Daniel Norris, and there, we didn't love the pick anyway, and it went badly. So I hope you didn't follow us on Daniel Norris. On I I can honestly say I did not follow. I take our advice on Daniel Norris. Yeah, today. it was a tough day. It was a it tough was day. A well, uh, we got three more days of picks coming up. I'm gonna get ahead on this week and and forecast for you guys. All right, Matt, do you want me to go first? Cause I'm trailing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's not a lot on Monday. Um, oh yeah, I'll... there's one name in particular that I think you know who I, I think you know. I'm yeah, thinking. and I'm probably with you. I'm not as excited as you are. Um, AJ Burnett versus the Cubs is 51 percent owned. I would have considered it. I like AJ Burnett more than most people. Um, Alfredo Simone broke out last year. Nobody believed it, but he never really slowed down much, and he's you believed it. I, I kind of. I mean, you believed it more than I did. I he kept being useful, and here he is now in Detroit, still being useful so far. Not much upside there. He gets the Yankees at home. The Yankees aren't scary. N- nothing really wrong with that pick. Not exciting, but nothing wrong with that. Kendall Graveman goes to the Angels. I think he's still a sleeper, but he doesn't strike out many guys, and he hasn't really dominated much yet. Um, he's a wait and see guy. I think we're both going to go with Anthony DeSclafani in Milwaukee. Um, You were, as with a lot of guys, you were on him before I was, and so far so good for him. He used to be a a pretty decent prospect and didn't show up much in the majors last year, and he got traded in the Matt Leto steal, and all of a sudden, so far so good in 2015. And you'd you'd rather believe early, you know, than late. And also going to Milwaukee, they haven't hit much yet. They have hitters I like, but they don't have Carlos Gomez, and there aren't a lot of big lefties to worry for. So if he you know, stays hot, that could be a big deal. 
I, I, I'm pretty sure Milwaukee is officially like the worst offense in the league. Yeah, right now they're again. Right. If we're not even through a month yet, so I'm not willing to really get behind that. But it's certainly not a bad sign for streaming. He's not been very good at the, at the point. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, the, there's only nine games and not a lot of eligible guys, again, uh, for the contest. I need to repeat this every once in a while, but we're, for our contest that we call it, the Field of Streams contest, Matt and I are picking players, picking pitchers specifically, who are under 50% owned in Yahoo leagues. So you might say, why are you guys so interested in all these crappy pitchers? It's like, well, because, you know, I can't pick Trevor Bauer you know, in Chicago, because he's owned too much. So, um, yeah, under 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues. These guys we're talking about here for this contest. And I think, I assume, Anthony DeSclafani is your favorite for Monday as well. Yes, 100%. Yes. Yeah, that okay. was the, one, the only name I, I really had circled them. Yeah. to have screen. Okay, um, how about Tuesday? There's some some more interesting names. Tuesday there really was, you know, Drew Pomerantz in, in Los Angeles, no thanks. Yeah, he's interesting, uh, though. I like him. Tommy Bones Malone in yeah. Kansas City. No. Nate the Hate Eovaldi at, at Detroit. <laughs> Nate the Hate. That's a new one. <laughs> but I'm into it. I'm into no, it. No, thanks. So that's a callback to the, the, the old ESPN baseball podcast when they had Nate Ravitch. Yes. Yes, or, yes no, I remember. Not, no, not Nate Ravitch. What's, what's the kid's name? Nate? Nate Ravitz is right. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Nate Ravitz, Nate, Nate the Hate. Him is Nate the Hate. Yeah. Negative that's Nate. Cool. He would hate on people more, you know, because Matthew Barry loved everybody. Nate yeah. like, Negative Nate. That's true. I remember that. Uh, Brent, Brandon Morrow is pitching, but he's pitching in Colorado. No thanks. There, there's really, there's one name that interested me, and it's Chase Anderson pitching at home against Texas. And you that's love Chase team. Anderson. I'm a huge Chase Anderson fan. I believe in Chase, and I, 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 I think he's in for a big, big day against a, a kind of crappy Texas lineup. Um, I do like the matchup, and I wrote that name down. I think, I just feel like he's so aggressively average. He's fine. I see six innings, three runs, two runs. You know, he'll be fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and it's my second choice. I was right there with him. He's safe. The Rangers are bad. Um, Tommy Malone against Jason Vargas is like the ultimate boring matchup. Both could be totally fine, but there's not much upside there. Um, John Neese gets the Braves, also really boring. Um, I'm picking the most interesting guy on this day. And again, I like right. Chase Anderson, and I kind of like Drew Pomeranz, but I'm going with a guy that I like way more than I should. I'm going with Brett Anderson in San Francisco. I love Brett Anderson, and the Giants are not very good. The Giants are not scary. And Brett Anderson has always had trouble staying healthy, and I get that, and that's why it's maybe a guy you don't want to draft, but doesn't really matter when you're streaming like this. He's healthy right now. He's scheduled to make that start on Tuesday. And, I don't know, he's a lefty. Who in the Giants lineup scares you as a righty masher? Like, who's going to get him? Like, Matt Duffy? I don't know. I'm not that worried. On Helpagon, it's going to crush him. I, I don't know. I like Brett Anderson. Um, proceed with caution, should you follow me down the Brett Anderson path. But there's upside there, and I like him. So... I don't know. You think I'm crazy? All right. You think I'm crazy? I think it's the most exciting pick. It's the most interesting. You no, know, it's your it's your pick, bro. I'm not it's, here to. You're not a Brett Anderson guy. That's all right. So, I'm hey. putting my uh, field of streams record on the line, and I am trailing you. To be fair, so that's true. All right. Uh, Wednesday, full slate of games. Yep. 
Am I going first? You go to no, first. It's back to me. Back okay. to me. I wrote five names down. A lot of them are boring. Jared Cozart goes to Philadelphia. Um, I had him. I was convinced you were taking Cozart. Yeah. You what? You were going to, or you thought I was I, going I, to? I, I was convinced. You know, I, 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 when I when I do my contest picks, I try to guess who you're going to pick. Yeah. Um, I like Cozart. Doesn't strike out enough guys. That's a fine matchup, though. Uh, I would recommend him. It's not my pick, but I have no problem with that. Your boy Vance Worley gets the Cubs, which would be fine. Jimmy Nelson gets the Reds. He just he didn't burn me, but he wasn't great, and the Reds aren't great either. I like that matchup fine. I really like all these matchups. Um, I almost went with Joe Kelly at the Rays. I want to believe in Joe Kelly. He throws really hard. The Red Sox could, you know, help him figure it out. He's still an okay age. Uh, I like it. It could go... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the upside there, but I like it. I really want to go with it, but I think I need to take Archie Bradley the last chance we get a chance to take Archie Bradley. He's at like 48% owned, and two, two good starts so far. Yeah, people are going to catch on quick. You know, he's a big name. He's putting it together. You know, the hype train's coming. He gets the Rangers. The Rangers are bad. He gets the pitching home. Uh, the Rangers are without a DH. Not that that really matters. I like kind of taking Archie Bradley because I think it's the last chance he'll get to do so. You know, and so he's in your league. Maybe grab him up while you still can. But um, yeah, I like Cozart. I like Kelly. I even think Jimmy Nelson's fine. But I gotta okay. go with Archie Bradley. Okay. Yeah. Is your pick one of those? My pick is none of those. You went with none of those guys. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm going way off the, the reservation here. Are you going with Adam Warren again? No, I wish. No, no, no. I'm taking J.A. Happ pitching uh, in Seattle, uh, at home against Houston. You like J.A. Happ or you just Irma. don't like Houston? Do you? Well, I, I, I like J.A. Happ. I don't like Houston that much. I I think this is prime for J.A. Happ to have like six innings and eight strikeouts. I really do. So... We've talked a lot about how Houston's kind of boomer bust. Yes. And they can hit lefties, but they haven't done a whole lot yet. Or a lot of their big guys haven't, you know. Chris Carter's done nothing. George Springer's not shown much. Evan Gaddis has been abysmal. Um, Altuve is scary. But uh, why do you like J.A. Happ? Because he kind of did not a lot for a while. Um... I've, I've I've kind of always had a soft spot for him. I always thought there's been talent there where it's he's either been hurt or mm-hmm. you know kind of you know stuck in a bad situation. Right, like Toronto. Yeah, you know now he's, he's in a good situation, he, like Seattle. He, he was kind of he was kind of the victim of his ballpark, and he was kind of just you know I think you know at, at times there there were other better guys who they would rather roll with, or he was hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, he's always done, you know, first career, he's always done well at home. He's got an ERA of 3.80 at home, you know, but his home has been, you know, every, any one of 20 cities. Yeah. He doesn't have as much, as bad of a lefty-righty split as you would think he would. Um, he's actually a bit better against righties than he is lefties. Yeah. So, is that, and honestly, I think the skills are there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's had stretches of success for, for sure. And, uh, he's at home and the Astros know how to whiff. Yeah, that's actually a large part of my thought process. Yeah, you have the, a, he, you kind of have. He's, he's been decent so far this year. You get the opposite side of their boomer bust lineup. You know, George Springer and Chris Carter and Evan Gaddis and all these guys. Like if they if they're off, they're going to strike out a bunch and oh, yeah. they could be in business. So, all right, that's interesting. That's an upside one. I thought I was crazy with uh, Brett Anderson, but 
GTA uh, half is even crazier. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if crazy is the right word. It's interesting. It's a good matchup for him. Getting Houston at home in Seattle makes him interesting. All right. Well, cool. That'll pretty much do it for us. We got three picks for you. We got a bunch of recommendations for Monday. I think we're all set. Heading into the week. Matt, you got uh, anything else to add before we get on out of here? Fire Robin Ventura. Fire Robin Ventura. Dot net. Dot tumblr. Dot com by Matt. Better go scoop that up pretty quick. Um, yeah, make sure to get your lineups in for this ridiculous. I, I bet you it's already been taken. Yeah, we'll find Fire out. Robin Ventura. <laughs> I guarantee it's taken, and it is. Is it really? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, well, they get a shout-out from us. We're going to send some traffic their way. They get the uh, Field of Streams bump, thanks to our shout-out. Cool. Anyway. It's the worst web page ever. <laughs> I oh, can't wait to stop recording and go look at it myself. I'm Dylan Higgins at HigginsMLB. Matt is on Twitter at MattDFP911 for now, until we figure out a better plan. Yeah, we've got to. We'd uh, we'd love to hear from you guys what you think of the show. What uh, if you have any uh, criticisms or critiques or comments or I don't know. Just hope you're liking the show so far. Hope we're helping you out. Anyway, that'll do it for us. Thanks, guys. Have a good day, and uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com/fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.